It's coming home. What do you mean the football season's here? Hello everyone, this is Inayat from Umasonic. And this is Sakina. And as you can tell, it's all about football today. Inayat is proper hyped up. I am indeed because we've got a jam-packed football show and the football season is well underway. Coming up, we've got Harry Redknapp and Ali McCoist with their top tips for young players. Absolute legends in the game. Also, we have a very special guest in the studio. We're going to be having Anwar Udin, the first Bangladeshi professional football player in England. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. We also have student Shamshal. She will be giving us a special track request. But first up, Masalnik went down to Watford FC to watch their under-21 team play Sheffield United. And there we caught up with young player Alfie Young and big-time fan Sarah. Hi, my name's Sarah. Uh, I've been a Watford supporter for about two years now. The game this evening hasn't been going too well for the boys so far, but I'm hoping they can turn it around. Hi, I'm Alfie Young, Fender at Watford FC. We dominated a lot of the game, it's just we got counted on, conceded two early goals and from then it was just hard to come back. All the fans are really proud of them, even when things aren't going very well. I was playing Sunday League and I got scouted and I actually had a trial, got signed, got a scholarship and went on from there. Once you finish a scholarship, you do two years, BTEC Sport and then that finishes, yeah. It's busy but it's good. You're in every day so you see a lot of the pros and sometimes you get to train with them so you learn a lot very quickly. Sort of embrace everyone, just one team so it doesn't really matter, you just embrace everyone that comes along and all get along and work together. Wow, that was really awesome to listen to. I really got the live atmosphere and you know the feel, the ambience of the ground itself. You ever been to a live football match, Skeena? I've only been to one. Only one? Which game was that then? I can't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been epic. People who sit at home, we call them armchair fans sometimes. Yeah, armchair fans, because you've got to get yourself down to a game. And even if it's an under-21 game, in fact, sometimes it's even better because it's cheaper. It's an amazing, amazing experience going down to a real-life football game. You've got to do it again. Uh, Hopefully. Are you like a Watford FC fan? Yeah, Watford's cool, man. Watford's cool. I'm a Man United fan, but yes, I live near Watford, so hence I like to go watch Man United when they play Watford. You sound like one of those, what would you call him, like a player, like just supports everyone? You're like a football, oh no, not a football player player, but you're like a 
Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, basically, a glory hunt. You're saying, yeah. isn't it? Um, no, no. I have reason for this. I grew up in Southampton, so I have an affiliation to Southampton. But Man United was. Do you my know, team. you don't need to justify yourself. All right, okay, all right. you don't need to justify okay, yourself. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but I know you're a fan of Harry Redknapp. Indeed, yes, we are a fan of Harry Redknapp because he's done so much for the game of football. I wish he had become England manager. But nonetheless, check this out. This is Harry Redknapp and Ali McCoist on how football brings people together. You're listening to Uma Sonic. It's the one game that transcends the globe. It's played in every corner of the world. Uh, and with that in mind, it must be a great thing and a, and, a, and a distinct possibility that it can bring people together and do a lot of good throughout the world. So I think it makes sense that uh, football can be a great catalyst you know, for a lot of good with, throughout the world and within the world. Football's always brought people together, you know, any sport does. And uh, I think people forget about all conflicts and everything else in the world when there's sports that they can do together. So it's got to be good. Yes, you're locked into Umasonic. I am Inaya. And I'm Sakina. And joining us in the studio right now is Anwar Udin, former footballer and current diversity and campaigns manager for the Football Supporters Federation. And he's also the manager at Sporting Bengal United FC. How are we doing, Anwar? I'm very good, thank you. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. So, Anwar, tell us, um, you started uh, as a player with West Ham United. Uh, At what age was that? It was quite young, wasn't it? Yeah, I, um, funny enough, I didn't really think football would be a kind of a career that would be for me. It was something I simply just enjoyed playing. You know, I'm from Stepney Green in East London and there wasn't much else to do um, on the streets of Stepney. So literally a ball and, you know, I was at 11, went home at 12 all day and that's what I used to do. But um, in school, I was good at it. So my PE teacher one day dragged me and said, that's it, you're playing for the team. I've seen you in a playground. And it literally just went a bit out of control. <laughs> <laughs> How were your parents, uh, how were your family in supporting you around football? My dad was a really hard worker and he was always at work. Uh, Mum looked after, I've got a very big family, three sisters and two brothers, so looking after the kids, everyone was at school and things like that. So it was a kind of a, a pleasant thing that, you know, it was a distraction for me, you know, being away at the weekends and in the evenings playing football. And I never really thought it would um, amount to anything, if I was quite honest. I thought it would be something I enjoy, keeps me fit, keeps me off the streets, you know. And it was a, we had a bit of a deal. They allowed me to play football if I, you know, concentrated, did my homework. All right, you've done your homework, you can go out and play football now. So it was a deal that I liked and it worked uh, well in terms of my academic side of it. But um, yeah, it was. It, it got a bit serious when they started. When I was about 13, they started getting people knocking at the door with tracksuits, Wimbledon tracksuits and, oh. and Tottenham tracksuits. And my dad was like, can I uh, have a chat with you? What's going on? And I just said to him, look, Dad, I'm playing and I'm playing for my school. And then they thought I was too good to the school to play for the district, played for the district. Then the London scout was there and he said, no, come play for London. Then I had England trials and I was I went to an England trial and I was the only boy in the trial that didn't wasn't associated with a club. But when they, you know, started literally knocking at the door, all of a sudden it's something you've got to take a little bit serious. And my parents started to get involved, take more of an interest. Not that there was an interest, but but you know, this is serious now. And yeah, we started talking to clubs, uh, visiting uh, managers and um, I support West Ham and it was the only place I was ever gonna go. You started off at West Ham yep. and then you actually um won the FA Youth Cup. How was that to win such like a huge competition? Oh, it was, to be fair, it was crazy because we had the best kids in England at one point. And we won the FA Youth Cup, which is the FA Cup for youth teams. And it's the biggest competition outside of, of senior football. Uh, we won the final 9-0, which is unheard of. We had 
Joe Cole, who went on to play for England. Michael Carrick went on to play for England. Jermaine Defoe went on to play for England. Glenn Johnson went on to play for England. Leon Britton went on to play for England. And me. <laughs> and it was it was really strange. And I was I was a centre half, very kind of traditional, uncompromising. And you were also the, the first Bangladeshi player to play professional football in England. That's a huge kind of uh, responsibility. Often, you know, when you're kind of when you're the first, when you're a pioneer, people automatically put responsibility on you, or they you have to represent all Bangladeshi people. <laughs> How was that? You know, I've always seen it as a massive incentive. I mean, just to put it into context for. For, for the listeners, I mean, I used to, from 13 till, say, I'd say 2021, playing in mainstream football. So, like, you know, the top teams, the top competitions. Never come across Asian players, never come across Asian referees, never come across an Asian coach, an Asian manager. So, for a young Asian player, it's almost as if, you know, where were the Asian role models? You know, where could I look at someone and say, you know, because everyone I spoke to in my family and told them, like, this is what I want to do. I'm actually taking it seriously now and I'm really going to put a lot of time and effort into it. It was the same thing, you know, it's not really for us. You know, is that a viable uh, career, you know? Yeah, it's good, but you're not going to make it. And actually, in terms of the belief and the support system, and people just genuinely thought, yeah, it, you know, it's a little thing that won't last. He'll, he'll realise when he's 16 or 17 that, you know, it's not for us. And that was the genuine the, the mentality of, of my family and the wider community because there literally wasn't anyone. And, um, and I just saw that as an incentive because to be the first of anything, you know, regardless of whether it's football, music, anything, mm. it's just a fantastic thing to be. And um, yeah, just grateful that it, it must be out. really difficult though because I have a little bit of an understanding of that. And that my brother, he was uh, trying out for Southampton, uh, and uh, he wanted to go on to be a footballer. But as you say, as soon as my, our parents stopped pushing him and had that mentality of you know academia will take over and it's just a side thing, um, how did you incentivize yourself then? Uh, because as you say, it's so competitive. Um, you have to constantly try and push beyond your 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 colleagues to to get a place in the team. Um, how did you motivate yourself as a youngster then, facing all these odds on your own as well? It was the first thing in life that I'd really committed to, and I didn't want to fail. You know, because, you know, at school, I was the best player at school in a district. And everyone kind of, within the Asian community and where I lived, everyone was like, you know, Amwa's really got a chance to, to do something. And the fact that I had so many friends that would go on trials and for whatever reason, it just wouldn't happen. And I used to think, nah, we need representation because at, at that time, there was a negative perception around the Asian community, uh, the Asian culture and no one had any idea about an Asian football player so for me I wanted to make sure that people would know me as an Asian football player and I'd, I'd, I'd create a positive stereotype Indeed, you, you still kind of you mentioned like briefly about the I don't know if to call it racism, but you mentioned the difficulties that you faced. Um, even today, when we look at football, you know, we, we hear of racism from whether that's from the supporters or whether that's from the players, whatever. How was it for you? Did you actually experience any racism while playing football? Yeah, growing up, yeah, growing up in more kind of non the non-professional environment, so you know, school football, sort of grassroots Sunday league. Like what? What would you? You have? know, just stuff about because you was Asian, it was almost as if a bit of a circus act. Or oh, I've never seen, never seen one of you, any of your lot play. Like, you know, saying that? Yeah, 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 things like that. Oh, okay. and, and and the obvious thing to do is, you know, when you're playing against a, a good side and had a good player, ah, okay, well this lad's good. How can I get him to be annoyed? How can I? What can I say to upset him? And the obvious thing is look you know look at my skin color look at my name you know and, and that was what it was and, and that you know what that can um, play a negative effect on on your development because you think about it, you're a, you're a young 15 16 year old you're trying to compete with these world-class players trying to be the best you can be that's just another thing that you another mm -hmm. issue that you have to sort of contend with but you've got to somehow just say you know what bigger picture you know at the end of the day it's people's ignorance and education 
I was going to say Anwar. I mean, because um, surely that must have informed you into your current role. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of change over time, uh, especially with the work which you do, because I know you work a lot with diversity now within football, isn't it? So, yeah, so I'm now the Football Supporters Federation Diversity and Campaigns Manager, and I work in partnership with Kick It Out. So since I've retired, I basically deliver equality and diversity sessions to players themselves. So I've been to the Arsenal, Wickham in League Two, and actually deliver equality sessions to players themselves. And I think this came off the back of the John Terry incident, Luis Suarez incident, where racism in football was quite prominent, loads of media headlines, and basically football needed to put itself in order. Players needed to realise that, you know what, we cannot do this. We cannot use social media to abuse people. We have to watch what we say. And rightly so. We're talking about role models here, because if if a Wayne Rooney or a Rio Ferdinand or anyone who's playing for these big teams does something or says something, people will think, OK, well, they're my role model, that's what they do. It's OK for me to do. And I think football players have a responsibility. You know, the work after football went into that and now I now work more so with football supporters trying to make the terraces reflective of our society. Well, thank you very much, Anwar. Um, you're going to be staying with us in the studio, though, I believe, and yep. hopefully we'll be getting some more from you, some more info. Let's get into this. Today's track picked by one of you guys out there. It's huge. I'm Shams Al-Abri, coming from Oman. I'm studying here, Master in Applied Process Control. I listen to two musical, Islamic music. So they are uh, Maharzin. And they sing mostly about normal life, about even mom, about Islamic religious, about science, about everything. It's uh, hit my heart, so that's why I love them. I like to dedicate that song to all my friends here in Newcastle. We're here on this special day. Our hearts are full of pleasure. A day that brings the two of you close together. We're gathered here to celebrate a moment you'll always treasure. We ask Allah to make your love last forever. Let's raise our hands and make dua like the Prophet taught us. And with one voice, let's all say, say, say. Share all your joys through hardships, support each other Together worshipping Allah, seeking His pleasure We pray that He will feed your life with happiness and blessings And grant your kids who make your home filled with laughter Let's raise our hands and make dua Like the Prophet taught us And with one voice let's all say, say, say
So that was Shemsal's track there for you. And we still have with us Anwar Uddin, and he's speaking to us all about football. So Anwar, tell us about Sporting Bengal. So I, um, I'm the manager of Sporting Bengal. Um, I started off an academy with Sporting while I was playing football uh, three years ago because Sporting are based in East End of London. And uh, growing up, you couldn't really play football. It was all on the streets. And I thought, you know, if we want to sort of try and create you know, future players, we need a, a professional environment to do so. That was three years ago. We now have 150 young community, um, Asian, non-Asians, playing football every Tuesday and every Thursday. And it's just gone from strength to strength. And they have professional coaches. It's on a 4G pitch. And for me, it's just magical because I feel that, you know, I had a great career, but maybe if I had that, you know, 15 years ago in the East End of London, I probably would have gone and played for England. Can you actually, for an exclusive at Omasonic, any names of future stars? Who are we going to be seeing in maybe two years' time? They'll be coming in, they'll be on, what they call it, question of sport, and they'll be like, everyone will be loving them. We've got um, a young boy, and because of his name, I've mentioned him, his name's Prince William. Oh, right. Yes, his name's Prince William. So we've got Prince William. Yes, we've got Prince William, so look out for him. He's um, squad every game he's Is played. Is that actually his name? That's actually his name, yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> so we've got Prince William, and we've got another young lad, Yassin, who's an Algerian boy, and he is very, very, very gifted. But the fantastic uh, thing about uh, Sporting Bengal for me is, you know, I've played in teams and I was very much the only Asian or the only Muslim player. And it's nice to bring a little bit of flavour to the team. But you look at my Sporting Bengal squad. I've got Colombian players. We've got Asian players from the different uh, Asian communities. You know, we've got Pakistani, we've got Bangladeshi, we've got Indian players. We've got players from Eastern Europe. They bring so much to the team. And so, yeah, watch out for Sporting Bengal. Finished bottom of the league last year. I promise you they won't do this year. Before you leave us, can we, with your permission, can we do like, we do a, a quick fire round question where you, you okay. just have to answer. That's probably a good thing that I'm yeah. not allowed to do. <laughs> no, okay. no you just, the first thing that comes to your mind, you have to answer. Okay. So we're going to do one question at a time, Skinner? Yeah, let's do this, yeah? let's do all this. All right, all right, I'll start with the first one. Okay, Anwar, you ready? <laughs> let's go. Okay, do you play FIFA? No. Man City or Man United? Man City. Oh. <laughs> which Premier League manager do you most respect? Jose Mourinho. Okay. Which female woman player do you have? No, female woman player, but yeah. 
I think Rachel Yankee because I've worked quite a lot in recent years with her. She's done amazing stuff, and she still works in football. So now that she doesn't play for England, still still does a lot in education. So yeah. We've run out of questions. Ah, oh, see. <laughs> That's how fast you were. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you very no much, Underworth. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem. You're listening to Uma Sonic. With Inayat and Sakina. With Inayat. Wonderful, beautiful day. I got the sunshine right in my way. The birds are singing in the trees while the branches sway. This is the way I wish it could be all the time. The way the flowers and the animals rhyme. Nobody fighting and there's no sign of crime. Sublime. I'm feeling so brand new. So let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna relax, kick off my shoes, take off my blues. With bills today, no clouds to turn my skies gray. Cause life is boring when it's hard work, no play. Hey, I ain't falling, no, ain't falling. Money ain't calling, still I'm falling up. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Today, give thanks, I'm back. Cereal and milk, how fly is that? Slippers on my feet, sun up in the sky. Lotion on my elbow, skin ain't dry. Took a walk to the bathroom, cause I got legs. Took a deep breath in, body gay, okay. Decide on what shoes I'ma put on my feet. Got more than one option, life is sweet. Uh, dress quick, one foot on the bed. Jackpot, got a roof chilling over my head. I walked outside, ain't feel no pain. No earthquake, typhoon, or hurricane. Walk down the street. No rocket fire, this a true story, yo No, I ain't a liar, retire Slow down, I can hear the beat My soundtrack play walking down the street To the right, bright colors engulf the wall To the left, earth tones magnify the fall I can hear it too The trains and the cars and all of the view So new, so true, so bold Put my hood up to stop the cold Took it back down the field to chill Every day is a miracle Ain't falling, no, ain't falling, money ain't calling, still I'm falling up, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I ain't falling, no, ain't falling, money ain't calling, still I'm falling up. Went to Paris and Brazil, South of Wales, Australia, and all off of rap skills. All for the past 10 years. Haven't had to feel the stress over work because music's paying mad bills. And all I gotta do is God's will. Sometimes I always gotta make it hard till I see I never went without though. I never died of hunger and I never went without clothes. I always had a night of sleep and every day the route so full of so many possibilities. So when you stop to really see the beauty, focus on the journey that you're on and not the outro. Breathe out and know that everything is fine. Though some would not appreciate the vision till they're blind. I see what freedom is and 
telling prison they're confined See living is divine free from the prison of your mind I know that other energies are giving me this rhyme I never take the credit cause it really isn't mine And only if the great creator chooses now to use me as a vessel of his greatness Speaking through me through this music it's a blessing that I'm taking it Behooves me to be true to reaching for the pad and pen and go within and make some movies I'm good Hey, featuring Aloe Black from the album For What You've Lost. But next we're going to go back to Harry and Ali with their top tips for young players. If you're going to take up football, you've got to practice, practice, practice. You have to dedicate yourself to the sport and the more harder you practice, the luckier you get and the better you get. There's no doubt about it. Work hard, as hard as you possibly can, be dedicated and listen and listen to good advice. Brilliant show. We had Harry Redknapp. Ali McCoist, the under-21s defender Alfie Young. We've had Anwar Udin. Like, it has been a real football-crazy show, hasn't it? It made me, like, kind of go back to when I used to play football, even though I don't watch football. You played football? Yeah. You played football? Don't don't look at me like that. (laughs) Why didn't you say something at the time, then? I know, because I was a bit embarrassed. I didn't want to, like, shame him. You know what I mean? We should be talking about women and football then, shouldn't we, Sakina? Oh my gosh, you know what? Especially like, they're huge now. So yeah, we should do a whole show on women and football, really, shouldn't we? We need to do it, we need to do it. And if you think we should do a whole show on on women's football, let us know. Check us out on Facebook slash Umasonic or on our Twitter at Umasonic. Well, I think there's nothing else to say then. Umasonic, we We are on it. Umasonic, (laughs) we... Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week, isn't it? (laughs) I think that's it. Let's end on that. (laughs) I think we need to end on that. Until next week, guys. Take care from Inaya and Sakina. Who's been listening to Omasonic? Catch all our shows online at fmo.org.uk. Listen back anytime at fmo.org.uk. With Inayat and Sakina. With Inayat and Sakina. Omasonic. Online, on air. Sonic. Online, on air. The sound. The sound. The sound. The sound.